Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I'm joined by Jim and Alberto. How's it going, Alberto? What's new? Oh, it's another sweaty, hot week down here in Central Texas. So adjusting to the weather, uh, adjusting to the new workout routine. Now the gym's back in full swing. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, good stuff. Yep. That's uh, the temperatures are definitely causing that for sure. Um, and, uh, Jim, what's new with you? I think you maybe have gotten started with your workouts again. Um, yeah, the gym has opened up, um, and trying to knock things out as best possible. Um, kind of been on the struggle bus for the last week, to be honest with you, just, uh, some work things going on and in, in life in general. So doing a little bit of, uh, personal time, mm-hmm. um, in the last week and, uh, it's been much needed. I haven't had uh, the quarantine time off like many people have, and I know that isn't a uh, something that everybody wanted to do. But by the same token, um, I'm I'm about to the point where I'm ready for my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think managing a, a bank during a pandemic is probably grounds for having some type of a vacation period. Uh, we were talking about that in a, a group chat amongst the three of us the other day, and. And that was my suggestion. I think that you need to take your dogs to the lake or something for a weekend or something. Got a friend who said, uh, go to a cabin on a lake mm-hmm. and uh, just disconnect for a couple of days. And that may not be the worst thing in the world. So. Oh, we'll yeah. see. That sounds like a good plan to me. Uh, heck, I don't even like nature that much, but that sounds good to me right about now. <laughs> Getting away. How about yourself, sir? Um, keeping busy as always. Uh, trying to, to get and stay ahead. Uh, projects around the house are in full swing because that's what happens when summer comes around. My wife gets into project mode and keeps busy with all of that. And, and uh, so we've been doing all of that and trying to keep busy uh with or just trying to to manage uh everything that that would be everything um so yeah it's uh been pretty good uh let's uh let's let's not <laughs> uh delay things too much we've got a guest uh, as always uh, we're excited to get to talk again with Cody um but let's dive into our picks of the week uh Jim let's start with you so my shout out this week goes to Matt Gottlieb uh, Matt is quite the beast here. So Matt is turning 57 next month, and he has gone from a very tight 42 waist to a loose 32 uh, with a goal of a 30-inch waist. Um, as Alberto called him, he's a tank. Uh, got the the V-shaped top and everything. I mean, just a beast. You would not think this guy is in his late 50s by a long shot when you look at the photos and everything. Uh, so Matt Gottlieb, who let me double check where Matt Gottlieb is from. He is from uh, Lexington, South Carolina. So congratulations, Matt, on the good work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alberto, how about you? Uh, mine's kind of a general shout out to like all the new members who are just not being shy and, and hopping right in with their stories and their transformation picks and how far they've come and where they're at in their journeys. Like it's 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 pretty cool to see these guys that little new member handshake next to their posts and these guys are, are putting it out there. Yeah. And some of them have made some huge strides. They'll probably get shout outs on future weeks. Um, I'm going to sh- uh, shout out Randy uh, Rice Camp and he uh, kind of tells a little bit of his story uh, ca- uh, talking about catching that unwanted glimpse in the mirror, not fitting in the booth at a restaurant comfortably, things like that. And, um, He's found the keto lifestyle and and its science science based approach and uh, overall good health that comes from that and 
he just uh, he's encouraging folks to to follow. He is uh, two years in, and uh, if he can do it after fifty five years of abusing his body, so can they. And I don't see him giving any weight numbers, but the pictures speak for themselves. He has a one of those pictures that you you typically see of old pants that they used to wear, and he's wear, he's holding it up, and it like literally three of him could probably fit in it in, in that pair of pants uh, that he's uh, holding up. So really cool, uh, really awesome work and, and very encouraging and uh, inspiring words that he shared to encourage the, the crew on the, the site. So that's really, really cool. Uh, a quick note to our listeners, just to, uh, to throw this out there while I'm thinking about it. Um, if you go to our website, theketomansclub.com, you're going to get links to the Facebook group, our, uh, the Facebook, both Facebook groups, uh, our podcast, our social links, all of that. And uh, we highly encourage you to, to check that out. Uh, there's lots of really cool links there uh, with just some uh, cool brands and, and things like that that we uh, that that we have talked with before and that that we know and and, and respect and and so we we have those on there for you to connect with other ketogenic friendly and quality uh, products there as well. Uh, so definitely check out the website and how you can use that to connect with us as well as find the podcast so you can subscribe and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. With all that said, any other business that we need to tend to, Jim or Alberto, before we get uh, dig into uh, our chat with Cody? You know, one thing that we have uh, tried to do over the last uh, couple of weeks or so is um, all three of us had made plans to go to KetoCon, mm. and unfortunately, right. because of COVID and everything, uh, we were four of us. Four. Well, I, I I didn't know that. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for the interview part. <laughs> you know, but um, so um, on our Instagram page, um, we've been sharing some of the uh, goodies that mm. came in the KetoCon uh, box of love. Uh, some different things in there. Nothing has been bad. That's always a good sign. Um, so Joe, go and check that out. And if you see something that is of interest to you, um, give those, uh, producers, makers, um, suppliers, whatever you want to call it, those folks that have put together these sure. great keto foods and snacks and mm-hmm. information and whatnot, give them a shout out, follow them on social media, maybe even place an order or whatever. Cause like so many other businesses in the world right now, you know, if things are a little bit tight, so I'm sure they would yep. appreciate the love if you find some peanut butter cookies or cheese mm-hmm. cracker type thing or whatever mm-hmm. um, and tell them that the keto man's club podcast sent you there. Yep, absolutely. And they, uh, they really are. There were really good options. There's a whole bunch of uh, one of the options that isn't like easy to eat uh, that's in here, but uh, there's a whole bunch of um, different sweetening packets and things like that of different types from, from a couple different brands. I'm looking at the box right now. And so that's kind of a cool thing to be able to, to uh, get to even try you using in your coffee or in your baking or whatever you're doing something a little different uh, than what you can get at the store um, as far as the ready-made erythritol and things like that. So cool, cool stuff um, in, in the box. And, and uh, it was really awesome uh, that they were able to be able to get the sponsors, the the vendors that were going to be at the, uh, at the show to get to contribute and still get to, advertise as well as be able to uh, share and, and make us feel like we didn't completely miss out because one of the elements of uh, the con is absolutely uh, getting to try all the different things. Um, and this time, even though I went through my stash very quickly, uh, it didn't, it wasn't enough to make me sick. Like it was in the Kitty Con weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's that. So yeah, definitely check out the Instagram feed and, and, uh, our thoughts on that. So that pretty much is, is all the business that we have for right now. So let's dig in, uh, Cody, it's really great to have you back on the, the podcast this week. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing good. 
Good. So we last time that we talked, we kind of uh, talked about NACA, and uh, we were promoting the uh, the first NACA competition at that point. Uh, this the second NACA competition, sadly, was scheduled to be was it last month or the month before? Uh, it was it was going to be at FitCon yeah. in Utah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, as uh, as everything got canceled, uh, that that got canceled as well. And so, uh, mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, with, with with that type of thing, we we gotta do what we gotta do. Um, and uh, there was still a lot of competitors that that kept on, I'm sure, and and worked through and finished their cut, and and uh, and that was really inspiring to see. But uh, tell us a little bit about what's been going on since since the NACA competition and and all of that kind of get get us caught up a little bit. Well, um, since the NACA competition, like I said, we we were trying to the goal for 2020 was to have uh, the first show over in Utah at, at FitCon, and then we wanted to have one more show. We were still working all the stuff out. Uh, sometime in the middle of summer and then a finals here in October. Um, and we were working with different, uh, companies to sponsor, uh, actual prize money and everything for, for the, uh, finals competition here in Dallas. And, uh, we were working on a whole pro card system and, you know, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, you know, COVID hit. So we kind of had to regame plan, go to the drawing board again. Um, so, you know, as far as NACA goes, um, we're kind of at a pause right now. You know, I don't think, especially I just just got an alert on my phone. We hit here in Dallas a new record of 413 new cases today when last week it was like at 300. So I, I'm kind of um, uh, kind of scared a little bit to go ahead and book a place for October to try to do some type of event. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, just kind of waiting it out. Uh, I do though think because, you know, like you said, a lot of people did continue with their plan and keep working out. Uh, I I've have been playing with the idea of having an online competition. Um, some of the th- reason why is we had a lot of people say they wanted to go, to uh, FitCon in Utah, but they were like, oh, I don't know if I can justify the cost and going out there. And so I thought about it more and I thought, okay, well, how does this compare to like the NPC competitions that are out there? There are thousands of those across the country and it's easily to get to those. So I thought, well, maybe we should do an online bodybuilding competition. And I really thought about, okay, how can we make this as legit as possible? And then, um, the ones that place in the top 10 in their division, when we do have the next live event, maybe that'll give them more confidence to actually pay for the ticket to fly out there thinking that they might have the opportunity to, to win money, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's kind of the, the game plan right now, moving forward with NACA. Um, I did have a really good conversation after recording for, the KetoCon stuff with Robin and 2021 KetoCon. Uh, she wants me to really help with some part of it that is, I think, going to be really exciting. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where as far as NACA goes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and then as far go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I think that with NACA, I think that that you're you're doing what's right for for now. Kind of just biding your time, seeing what's going to happen on the the landscape, looking at all the options, and trying to uh, make sure that that you don't invest in anything that you're not going to you know that you're going to lose the investment on, but also try to continue to lay the groundwork uh, to build upon uh, when most of this clears up and we're able to really launch forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's been a struggle. You know, Alberto's one of my guys for the I Want Athletics product that I have, and I made a big order before mm. the the quarantine hit, and now I'm getting um, messages from the factories and everything saying that they're just now finally starting to to make all the product. But the worst part is the shipping cost is like triple now. It's insane. So mm-hmm. it. I, 
I don't. I might have product just sitting out there for a while. <laughs> while. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that just that that stinks, but that is kind of the way that that things are going right now. Unfortunately, I think that's uh, lots of uh, lots of small businesses like your own are are being affected that way. Um, in other areas of life, how how are things going? Good, you know i. It was interesting when I got the word that I had to close the gym down. You know, I, uh, if people don't know who I am. I own Next Rep Fitness in Dallas, and so we had to close the gym on on um, St. Patty's Day, and that was a little bit new. I, you know, I'm used to waking up since, ever since 2007, about four or five o'clock in the morning every day, mm-hmm. and so going from that to waking up at seven thirty, eight o'clock for two months, that was, uh, that was an adjustment. And then go finally being able to open back up on May 18th, I'm still kind of getting used to waking up that early and, and doing everything. But, um, and I'm getting back to, you know, the workouts mm-hmm. before, before we had to go into the quarantine, I was doing five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday of all carnivore. And then the weekends, was keto. And that's how I kind of, I treated keto as my cheat, you know? And so (laughs) it was, it was, I was loving it. Everything was great. I was having great results. And then, you know, quarantine hit and we're living in a house right now where it's my wife, my daughter, myself, and my in-laws right now. And when we were going to place the orders for food at Kroger, do the click list and everything, half of our order was there. You know, so like all the meat and all the stuff that I normally would eat, we got like half of it. So I kind of had to eat other things that weren't normally on my list, you know. And so now things have gotten, you know, back to where I'm eating normal, eating the the keto. I haven't done the carnivore totally just yet. Now I'm just getting back into my normal keto eating habits and and, uh, workout habits now. So um, it's been good, though. You know, honestly, I think it was a good experience to kind of see what what because now, now i look at it as far as longevity and so that i'm looking at the things that i eat and say okay it's okay if i have you know 10 carbs over here today fine you know it's okay because in the grand scheme of things that's nothing for the rest of my life so um i've definitely been able to look back and and value the way i eat differently and still stay in ketosis no, that's amazing, man. Yeah, it was definitely an adjustment for everyone, you know, all of us that train and our, all us athletes. And, you know, one day your gym's there and things are going. I was I was in a mad groove, man. I was the last day that I was able to go to the gym, I actually set a PR on the hex bar deadlift. Uh I think it was four hundred and fifty five pounds. No no nice. belts, no wraps, no straps, just one rep and like like a good eight second hold. And so like my nice. only saving grace was that like like that day was like, okay, this was the last time I went to the gym. Like, you know, we don't know how what's going to happen here, but at least the last time I went, like, like I set a record. Uh, <laughs> so so, so was, I'm curious. I, I'm curious. Have you gotten to try that out lately? Yeah, what do you think? The very first thing I did was when, uh, <laughs> when I went when I went back to the gym, like the, the gym opened, the, like you said, the 18th. Our gym opened at 10. And I had to work that day, so I wasn't able to go right away. It was killing me. But uh, I was able to sneak out during lunch, and I had one mission. It was a brief warm-up, a lot of stretching run straight to that hex bar, do my thing on the hex. And then as soon as that was done, I just, you know, I didn't, cause you know, I was all pumped up, but I knew, I know myself. I'm like, if I keep working out, I'm going to regret this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so I just, yeah. I just did, I just did my one thing, a little tiny bit of benching just to get the feel for it. And I, and I called it and went, but uh, ironically on the hex bar, uh, same thing, um, hex bar handles up, um, no belt, no straps. And I surprisingly still pulled 435. So that, that yeah, was very and, you know, unexpected. That is exactly what I'm seeing, even with myself and then all all the people at my gym. I've been really, really watching people's strength and asking them. And really the biggest difference that I've seen is strength really hasn't declined two months or too 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 much over the two months. It's been the muscular endurance and cardiovascular that everybody's struggling at. That's where people have just fallen off big time, you know, where they can't get either as many reps or they can't run as long as they normally have. But as far as just strength goes, I really haven't seen that much decline with everybody. 
That's actually uh, very interesting because, yeah, I mean, you own a gym, so you would know. But, but yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I, I, would, I didn't even think about that. And I would say you know, the thing that, that suffered for me is it's not so much grip strength as it was my hands just stopped getting used to holding on to heavy things to where like, you know, I'd get done with a deadlifting session. I could still do a good amount of weight, but it, man, my hands took a beating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and then the, the more in shape you are, like the athletes go the pro level. I mean, once you've gotten past the, the, the 14 day mark, you lose about 10% of where your uh, conditioning is. So, that's why I, you know, I did that presentation. What I did for KetoCon was the the uh, the ketogenic effect uh, within sports. You know, not bodybuilding, but actually with um, you know basketball players, football players, endurance type sports. And that's once I did that that presentation, I've really been watching it at the gym and seeing what just the everyday person is like. And yeah, I've been really really shocked at everybody's strength. Oh, that's I, wonder, cool. I wonder how much of that is because, uh, like, in your in your gym, how how many of the the people that are there have adopted a ketogenic lifestyle, knowing that you have and seeing you? Well, I mean, we have about three hundred and sixty members, mm-hmm. um, and I would say, honestly, maybe only five percent of them. Okay. I mean, it's it's still you know, I mean, it's something that people either they hear it and then they think they're doing it and they really aren't <laughs> or they totally write it off because they don't know anything about it. And sure. so it's, it's me really talking about it. And you know, the biggest thing that changed was when I changed and then everybody's like, what in the world, what are you doing? And that's when I could preach about keto. Sure. Sure. Well, I was just curious about the muscle sparing aspect of, of uh, the ketogenic diet versus a, a yeah. carb, carb-based diet and, and how much or, or in what ways that that, uh, that would affect that. But I, I'm sure there would have to be truly scientific studies to be able to test that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Now, I can say for my clients that I personally train, mm-hmm. um, I think – I think everybody except one, actually one. Now I think about it, everybody except one is on a keto diet and they really actually, one of them did amazing over quarantine. I did. I, I hardly could even recognize her when she, when I actually saw her in person again, I was so impressed with her. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Tell me about the uh, the four a.m. shift to the seven a.m. Because I am wow. not I am not a morning person, to put it simply, and I, I am not one of those people who uh, gets that motivation at three forty five when the alarm goes off to go in and bust my tail for an hour and a half in a gym. I want to get in, get done, get out, kind of thing. Well, have you heard from people since in these last couple months where they're like? You know, maybe that wasn't the best. Maybe to, maybe the afternoon evening shift works better for me. What's been the what's been the feedback on that? Actually, you know, um I have been hearing some people make a change. I actually have, you know, uh there there's been some people that I've normally seen early in the morning around 6, 7, 8 that are now coming in around 2, 3. Um now I don't know how long that's going to last. Maybe it's just because they still haven't gotten used to waking up early yet. Um, I mean, I even know for my, my own personal self, you know, I'm the type of person I set the alarm. I only set one alarm. Unlike one of my clients this morning, she's, she, she has to set like five alarms to wake up. I set one alarm. Once I hear it, I'm up, but I, I accidentally set my alarm an hour ahead of time today. So I I wouldn't even noticing. And I got to the gym at 5.15 this morning. I didn't even have to be there until 6.15. I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? (laughs) So I guess I'm kind of getting used to waking up again. Um, But, yeah, I have been seeing people kind of alter their their normal workout times lately. Uh, It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if they kind of have to go back. Uh, Also, a lot of people are working from home now. So they, Mm. you know, don't have to get up and go to the office. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like here in the next two, three months and see if it shift. 
Absolutely. So you, you, you've had to make some adjustments during this time on, on the diet. Have you been able to transition back to fully carnivore the five days a week to is and whatnot now that, that more things have kind of leveled out in availability or are you still kind of having to, to adjust on a moment to moment basis? No, no. Um, I'm not doing the full five days carnivore right now. I'm just back to keto. I'm just okay. back to keto. Um, you know, I, even with the workouts, I'm a big person about balance. And, you know, when I finally got back into the groove of everything about two years ago, I was about, okay, just slowly get keto back in my lifestyle again, get my workouts back going again. And that's where I'm at now. Um, I'm a little bit quicker on keto. Um, now we've actually got these, I, today was the first time I ever had it. We ordered some prepackaged, uh, company called evolve and they have a whole keto line. And I had that today and a, and a steak earlier. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally back on keto right now, but I do want to go back to the five days a week carnivore and then keto on the weekends. Sure. It's so, just easy for me. I don't. Sure. I don't want to have to think. You know. Yeah. I, I just. You know what to eat, and it's just easy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm doing pretty simply myself the same way. Where it's it's pretty, pretty much just keto or just meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, it's the simpler I I keep it, the easier it is, and that that's pretty consistent across the the board. Yeah, I think everybody is it. You know, I've seen two things. I've seen, especially the first week, I saw a lot of people, um, you know, kind of like what, what you said earlier, Alberto, about like, if you knew you kept going, you'd be hurting the next day. I saw that. I saw a lot of people day one, two, three, just go kill it in the gym and you don't see them the next week because they were like, I totally, totally went over, overdue on, uh, you know, in the, in the gym. And then I'm seeing the other side that's just like, all right, I'm going to make it twice this week. And then maybe maybe do this for a couple of weeks and I'll bump it up to three times a week. So I don't think anybody, uh, or or if they have, you know, maybe it was just goodie beats and that's it, that just stayed on that line the whole the whole time, you know. And, well, I think the, everybody. He had keys to the gym. That, he kind of had an unfair advantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, um so yeah, uh, and kind of briefly going back. Obviously, you're a gym owner, um, and not to like rehash old stuff, but like it had to have been quite a shock when when you found out you had to close. And you know, I mean, it's that's your life that you put you into. I've been to your gym; it's it's an awesome gym, and I, and I can only imagine how devastating that was. And you know, you got to try to worry about what's going to happen in the future. And, and I did notice that uh, you're not one to sit still, and you were getting on the creative side and, and finding different ways to market yourself and make money and. Did it, uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were you were building power racks. Yeah, yeah. And how, yeah. how did, uh, uh, did uh, how many man? I ain't gonna lie. Hey, if I was within your delivery range for those, I would have been all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I I did those, um, and then I I had to uh, scale down just a little bit because one rack was taking a while. So I started. I figured out a way to do a half rack. Um, this attorney in Dallas, he kept on hitting me up. He's like, man, I want one, but I can't have that full rack in my apartment. But so I was like, well, let's do a half rack. And I made that for him. Um, so yeah, no, that, that was definitely one of my, uh, things I had it. Cause I had no idea. I like when they said you guys shut the gym down, there really wasn't any time frame of when we're going to open back up. And so all I had was my online personal training that I was doing with my regular clients. Obviously, my I wanted athletics was was stopped for the moment, and so I said, okay, I got I got to figure out a way to make make some income somewhere. So I made those. Uh, also, I got into uh, restoring boats and flipping boats on the side. So yeah, I had to do what I had to do to keep the gym open. And these power racks were they were wood, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, wood, and then uh, you know I'd paint them whatever whatever color you wanted. Um, and I was selling for $300. Yeah. 
which I don't know. That's a steal. <laughs> like as I saw that post, I'm like, man, and like I would support, I would buy one just to support what you were up to because man, I could, I could only imagine every time I saw your post, I'm like, this is the fact that this guy's still positive, still posting stuff, you know, still trying to keep things going, you know, and you, you nothing stopped you. You just, you, you're focused on what needed to be done and, and kept yourself busy and just kind of powered your way through it. And that's highly respectable. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, you got to, you got to. And then, uh, I've got to say that I'm so fortunate and lucky the way that we ran uh, the whole situation of being closed for two months at Next Rep. Right when I got word that I had to shut down, I emailed all the members. And I said, guys, listen, uh, I, I, I'm not sure how long this is going to last, but here's what I I have to do if you want us to be here once this is over. is We still need to draft memberships. And then once we can open up, I'll have a uh, a refund plan. And so for the people that want a refund, um, you know, fill out this form and then I'll refund you within the next next month. And so, you know, I had no idea two months was going to go by. And I kept on getting just emails and DMs and all that stuff like, Cody, don't worry about it. We want you to stay open. You don't have to refund. And I mean, I've been so, so lucky that um, I only had to refund five people. And oh, wow. we did lose we did lose 42 people during that time, but we have gained a lot back um, simply for the fact that, um, unfortunately, like the Gold's gyms and stuff, they had to close down. And now the 24-hour fitnesses are closing down, and there's three of them in our area. So, um, you know, I'm sure we're going to get – a little bit of a bump there as well, but and yeah, pricing, the members were just awesome. And pricing wise, your gym, I'm sure isn't that much different than the golds or the 24 hour fitness. I can't imagine that you wouldn't have been a, a competitive in pricing already. No, I mean, it, we keep it really simple. We just, it's a $65 enrollment fee and then $28 a month or $23 a month. If you're a cop or mm -hmm. a teacher or, you know, whatever. Sure. So it, it, we keep it real. And we don't do that once a year draft and on every July or none of that. So, yeah, I think that you're, uh, I think that's a good way to go for sure. Uh, so we, we wanted to talk a little bit deeper about the, um, I want it stuff. Uh, like you, like you said, Alberto, he's officially a sponsored, uh, a sponsored <laughs> athlete at this point. Tell us a little bit more about what you're offering there. Um, I know that, I know that a lot of that's probably on hold right now due to uh, a combination of shipping costs and, and uh, just you getting the, 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 the products. But tell us a little bit more about what that is. Yeah. Um, well, basically, I want athletics. It was started by more of, more of motivation. That's really what it was. It's I want it is a whole mindset. And I... Um, I love this band called Blue October, and they've got a song called I Want It. And I actually have a, a tattoo on my left arm that says I Want It. And it's the exact logo of what the I Want Athletics logo is. And I, I remember when I was working out uh, before I started all this, I, I was on the low row back machine. And it was, uh, I mean, I just needed to get a couple more reps. I was going heavy that day. And I just remember just gripping and just seeing my my veins in that left arm and I just saw that I want it. And I just, I just dug deep and just, I said it to myself and I pulled and I just said, you know what? It'd be really cool. You know, not that everybody needs a tattoo that says I want it, but if there was like just some wrist wraps or a lifting bell or something like that, that when you're lifting and you just see that and you're in that, that moment of you're like, I just, I don't think I can do one more. And then you just see that and you just remind yourself, yes, I want it. I want it. Let's go. And so I um, started reaching out to different factories and um, working with different different companies. And, and uh, that's how it started. And the whole mindset speech and talks that I do, um, I've done one with uh, Sean Wells and Allie Miller at, a, at an event once. Um, you know, it's at that particular one was about how to develop an I want it mindset as an adult, uh, meaning real life. Like maybe you're in your 30s, 40s, and you've kind of lost that, that fire. How do you find that again? And the reason why I 
even have these seven steps is because I kind of lost that fire myself um, from the time of that, you know, I opened up this, this gym, a bigger one, two years went by and I didn't work out. I didn't diet. I didn't do nothing for myself because I was just focused on the gym. Just let's just keep the doors open. And, you know, then when I finally made that decision, okay, Cody, it's time to take care of yourself. And, you know, I've, I've already been a keto coach for what at that time, four or five years before that. So I knew what I needed to do. I just wasn't doing it. And so for a whole year, I started to write down, okay, here's what I'm doing today. Here's what I'm doing. And there were just these, these seven, um, tactics that I used throughout the year to build that whole drive again, because I lost it and, you know, I lost it. So, and then having to deal with a business, a kid, a wife, well, many businesses, a kid, a wife, and you know, everything, you know, how do you get that, that, that drive? And so that's what I want athletics truly at, at the end of the heart of it all is about the want, the drive, and the the gear is just something to remind you. And hopefully it pushes somebody when they're, you know, doing doing whatever exercise they're doing. I will say as a side note, I was glad to hear that you had many businesses, one wife, one kid, rather than many wives, many kids, <laughs> one business. So I'm glad you specified how that actually got out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's happy too. <laughs> Yeah. So let's let's <laughs> dig a little deeper into that the mindset stuff, just because we we haven't talked uh, excessively about that. What, tell us a, a little bit about, um, you know, maybe even give us a little bit of of the the points that you generally share whenever you're trying to encourage and and build somebody up. I'm I'm actually in the middle of reading uh, David Goggins' book, uh, "Can't Hurt Me," and I'm like, oh. Gosh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is some crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, you, you, re you realize that you're too easy on yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm way, way too easy on myself. Whenever he fi it finishes uh, the, uh, the the bad is it bad Badlands one, and he's like, I I know that that blister on my left foot is the size of like the state of you know Texas. <laughs> you know, you're going. <laughs> Ooh, and he just keeps on going. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that I'm like, okay. So talk just a little bit about that, that the mindset that I want it and, and how, how we can trigger some of those things to remind ourselves to, to dig a little deeper. Yeah. Um, well, so I have different, um, I, I have different, uh, applications depending on, you know, if I have a college athlete, you know, the whole I want it mindset is going to be different than the, you know, 40 year old that is working a, a corporate job and kind of lost fire. So they're, they're kind of different uh, talking points, I guess you'd say. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one of the, the one that most people relate to is the, the latter one, the one that's a, you know, everyday person that has a kid and a job and all that stuff. And they've kind of let themselves go and, um, they want to, they, they just, um, haven't, they, they, they haven't figured out how to do it. And I guess, um, what made me also come to the realization of, well, maybe we need to show people how to do that. Um, you guys obviously have heard of the 75 hard challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I liked about that is what Andy Frasilla was trying to do with that is he was trying to teach you mental toughness. And mm -hmm. so that's what I said. I said, well, I want what I want. I want to teach you how to grab that inner drive. Um, and a, a lot of, a lot of it is first, like I said before, just the balance, uh, everybody's balance is different. So, you know, my job is going to be different than yours. Um, the, the way that my life structure is. So, you know, everybody's got to find that, that happy medium balance. Um, you know, so that, that was definitely uh, the biggest part that I'd spoke about because once, if you can't find that balance, it's hard to, to, um, accelerate the, the other aspects of, of, you know, building this mindset. Um, you know, I, I play this video 
it's it's my favorite 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 uh, highlight of Michael Jordan. I'm the biggest Jordan fan you'll meet. But the my favorite highlight of him isn't necessarily one of the last shot or you know the switch in the hands in the lane against L.A. It's actually against New York, um, where he he uh, he steals the ball, goes down, you know, scores a layup, and they inbound the ball. He steals it. He brings he runs right when he scores. Instead of just kind of like jogging back with the rest of the people, he already is starting to sprint back, and he's already at half court, and he steals this this lob pass, and then he's dribbling back. Well, he gets stripped. And he kind of falls, and so New York Xavier McDaniel he's on on the fast break, and he thinks he's on the way, you know, to go dunk. And Jordan gets up and just sprints the whole length and just strips it from him. It goes off Xavier McDaniel's knee, and it ends up being Chicago's ball again. And so I was showing in that clip of you know that's what it looks like to not give up, just when you thought, oh. This is, it's over here. Oh, it's over here. Or, hey, I can relax right here because I scored. And so I used a lot of those different details in, in the talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as the, the, the seven points go, I would say they, they start first at balance. And then we kind of um, learn everybody's balance and what works best for them. And then we start to, you know, just tear it all out to, um, you know, what, what level of fitness, what level of a career, what level, you know, everything we just start, start to peel it back and, and try to help you find that answer of what's stopping you, you know? And once we figure that out, then, you know, the gates are open and you can go out there and you can go get whatever you want. No, that's solid, man. That, that's really good. Uh, speaking of Michael Jordan, uh, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but what was your take on the last dance? <laughs> oh man, I loved it. I, <laughs> it was I loved great, it. Wasn't I, it? I, I though was very, I would say probably 97, 98% of it I knew. Um, but I was blown away at the very last scene when it basically came down that Phil Jackson was the reason that they didn't go on for the seventh title, eighth title. You know, when the whole time you think it's Jerry Krause and everything. But, yeah, I was like, wow. So it was Phil Jackson. He's the one, even though they came to him and said, listen, we want you back. I know what we said, but we want you back. And Phil was like, no, no, I, I'm not coming back. And so that's why Jordan didn't come back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was it was funny. Said it, uh, I don't know if you guys watched it because it's on ESPN+. Plus, and the only reason I have ESPN+, Plus is because my wife wanted it. Disney Plus, and they come together. And you know, being locked down with all the kids, if it was going to make her life easier, well, I went to work. We went for it. And so, anyways, we got Disney Plus, which included ESPN Plus. So I watched the last dance, and uh, it was funny. I was watching it with my wife, and like I'm pumped. Like I'm watching this thing, and my adrenaline's pumping just watching it. And my wife's take on it was like, um, he's kind of mean, and, and it was so it was so foreign to me because like if you've ever competed in anything. Like you a hundred percent understand that mindset. Now there's no way you could take it to the intensity and, and how personally Michael Jordan took it. But like, if you're ever an athlete, like, like I'm like, that doesn't really seem like that bad of that, you know, that behavior is not that far out of range, like for how I've lived my life. And so like, I could completely understand it, but her take on it was that he was just mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally, I mean, even the stuff that he he did, like to Scott Burrell, I thought it was going to be real bad because Jordan said at the beginning before they all came out, he's like, I'm really worried people are going to think I'm a jerk. And then when I saw what he did to Scott Burrell, I mean, I was like, dude, that's what we did every day in practice to each other. Like that was nothing. That was no big deal. Um, I'm the type of person, though, I would have loved to have played for uh, Coach Bobby Knight. I, cause I need that. I need somebody <laughs> to just get in me and just get going. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Bobby Knight, I've actually met several times cause I'm in Bloomington, Indiana. So, um, I've, I've met him and worked with him a little bit over the years. A good buddy of mine was a student manager for, um, IU basketball back in the day. And, um, he's definitely an interesting character for sure. I, I've so. got, 
I've got a really cool story that that uh, I don't think I've ever told on a podcast or anything. Normally, we never talk about basketball, and that's really my <laughs> background. I was I, yeah, I was a college basketball coach, <laughs> but um, I'll I'll tell you real quick. Um, I I was coaching at Jacksonville College at JUCO, and we had a six eleven guy from overseas, Thomas, that um, that Texas Tech really wanted badly, and uh, the head coach that's for Texas Tech now was was uh, the uh, second assistant there at the time, and so he came down all the time, wanted to see Thomas play and everything, and so the way it kind of works in D one coaching is all the assistants do all the work. They're the ones that are going out, they're recruiting, they're they're really making sure that. Um, all the players um, that they're recruiting, they siphon it down to the top three players that they're like, okay, then they go to the head coach and they say, okay, we've looked at everybody. We've figured out, you know, are they signing here? Will they have the GPA to come here? Are they, you know, all that good stuff. Um, and here's our top three players that we think you should, you should go recruit. And then that's when the head coach will go, and actually make the impressions and go meet the players and go meet the family and all that stuff. So many, many times that assistant, he came out and met us and met Thomas. So finally, um, they said, yeah, we want to sign Thomas. So coach Knight comes to one of the games. Now Jacksonville college, uh, it's a small, 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 little, little Juco in East Texas. And I mean, the gym, I, I would say probably, 90% of high school gyms are bigger than what this gym was. And so here comes coach Knight. He's, he's sitting up in one of the top bleachers and I am just like in shock. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's freaking coach Knight right behind us. And so we had this one really athletic player that could just jump out of the gym. And, um, I had this play we called number two that when I was playing college ball, they ran that for me. It's a backdoor alley-oop play. And, um, so I told Coach Young, Coach Young was the head coach that I was working under, and he always said, Cody, whenever you feel that it's time to call that play, just let me know. And we needed a shift in the game. We needed to change momentum, and I just I knew we needed a little bit of hype. So I said, hey, it's time to call two for Dwayne. And so we do it. Works out perfect. Works out perfect. We get an alley-oop dunk. The crowd goes nuts, all that good stuff. The game is over. We end up winning. And so now picture – uh, coach Young's office is probably about eight foot wide by 10 foot. I mean, it's a small little, and he's got his desk in the middle, which is huge. And then these four seats. So it's coach Knight, um, that, that assistant coach myself and coach Young, and we're sitting in the office and I'm like, you know, I'm at this time I'm 20, uh, 27 and I turned 40 this year. So it's been a while. And, um, coach Knight goes, Hey, coach young. Um, uh, well, he said, Greg, he said, Hey, Greg, what, what was that play you ran? And coach is like, which one? And he goes, that alley-oop play. And I was just expecting just, that's normally how it is. I was just expecting coach young to get the pad out and start drawing it out. And he looks at me and says, well, coach, show him what it was. And I was like, what? <laughs> And so <laughs> I get to draw it out <laughs> and it's one of these Nike charts that has like these, all these, these, uh, half courts on there. So you're drawing each set of the, of the play and I'm doing it all. And I kid you not two weekends later, I'm watching Texas tech play and they ran my number two alley-oop play. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to uh, I'll tell you about me and I'm sorry after we get off the air because it's not not a public story we'll just leave it at that so yeah actually I, I was looking for his video the other day because somebody was talking about cussing and stuff and I love his this one video he has about using the the f word but they ended up pulling it off the internet but I love that I love that video I well I don't want to I don't want to go too long but have you ever seen the video where he um uh, host where he was on the Bob Knight talk show and Chuck Marlowe was the host of this. He was a longtime sports broadcaster in Indiana. And there was this bitter, bitter rivalry between IU and Purdue university, which is in Lafayette, West Lafayette, Indiana. And so coach Knight um, said that they had brought down a representative from Purdue to talk 
about Purdue basketball, and they brought a jackass onto the stage and literally had this mule standing there for an entire hour, and Knight would, like, talk to it and say, well, what did you think about this play? And that thing would just look, and he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, it was, the, oh it was classic, gosh. classic, classic. And if you didn't grow up with Bob Knight or anything, it probably makes no sense. But if yeah. you did, you'll, you will totally appreciate it. So, Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hey, um, question for you, going back to gem stuff and everything like that. So um, kind of a generic question slash 101. There's a lot of people who have been homebound for the last two or three months and ready to get back in gear in some way, shape or form. And it's called, it almost feels like it would be that new year's push that, okay, mm-hmm. I've been home. I got to go do it. I got to go do this and everything. And you'll get that 10 days of hardcore or whatever. And then they're like, screw it. So what would you tell somebody who is getting back in the groove? Cause you mentioned, you know, losing that 10% or whatever. And like, how do you, how do you get people to, ease into it the right way so the number one they don't hurt themselves number two they don't get burnt out number three they get back to where they wanted to be or think they should be as quickly as possible yeah no i i definitely i mean i probably fall on the 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 lighter side of things just so that way um i'm more about longevity and being able to continue so i i tell everybody listen if you've been gone for two months and you haven't done anything and you've just been watching netflix this whole time let's just start off for the first first week or two weeks just go to the gym first get used to just going to the gym and getting about just 30 minutes in two times a week just start there let your body kind of get back to um the the you know tearing muscle fiber down and you know just there's a lot that goes on when you just don't do anything with with your body for two months that needs to happen and so i tell everybody start there and and then move up to three days a week and then four days a week at 30 minutes and then one about about after about three or four weeks you're going to start feeling the changes in your body uh and it's going to be even faster if you are eating clean too um, but you're just going to start seeing the changes, feeling the changes faster than seeing them. Um, and then that's when you make that decision. Okay. Now do I want to scale down and go to two days a week for an hour or three days a week for an hour? Or do I want to do three days a week for 30 minutes? But now I'm going to add cardio two or three days in between, you know, it, it's all about the long game. That's why I say, because I, I saw many people go hit it hard and they told me right before or like right when they walk in the door, because I see them right then. They're like, oh, dude, man, I haven't been where I've been sitting and just watching movies and all that. And they're like, I'm about to go kill it right now. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And <laughs> yeah, that they, they, they weren't back for another week, week and a half because they they weren't ready. And mm-hmm. uh, so it, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Don't feel embarrassed if you were the guy that was that was you know, hex bar squatting and squatting 450 and now you're doing about 300, you know, or whatever it may be, that's fine. You'll get back. Trust me, you bounce back way faster than, than you realize. Cause there is such thing as a muscle memory. You just got to get it to wake up at first. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Some of us are struggling with muscle amnesia, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I've been training consistently since like 2012. And it's always, like I said, it's like the long game. Like to me, it, like as soon as I found out the gyms were opening back up again, like I, I started developing like an entry plan right there. So I'm like, I've been doing this a long time. You know, yes, my strength is going to go down and I'm going to have to deal with that. But it like, this is no thing. We've been here before. We're going to, we're going to start nice and slow, you know, work our way up. And, and now they've been open for just about a month. And like, now my workouts are starting, you know, like I've yeah. been going and I've just been kind of going through the motions and working on contractions and. And just kind of like finding my way around the gym, navigating the gym again. And I was like, they would say probably this last week is like, that's now the intensity is hitting, you know, like there's no, there's no sense in rushing it. You know, like even like when I take on a new workout program, like I was forced to do strictly body weight because the gyms were closed and that was just a athlete next zero phenomenal program. And mm-hmm. so like I, I did it and, you know, then it has all these challenges and time challenges and counting reps. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about form and I'm worried about suffering through these workouts because this is this was my round one. This is the first time I'm going to go through this. Like this time, like quote unquote, doesn't count. 
you know, the, like the first time I was just kind of fumbling my way through the workout the first six weeks and I finished that. So now I'm going through my second six weeks along with weightlifting. And now like my six week chill period is over and like, I know what's coming. So now it's my six week, like kill period. Whereas like, you know, before it was just a nice brief long-term warm up. But now that I know what's coming and I'm ramped up for the gym, like starting here forward is where things are really, really going to turn up. And that already puts me at advantage as opposed to the guys, like you said, who came in cranked hard right off the bat and then ended up uh, like setting themselves back a little bit because they were just so beat up. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And there's there's also two things of beauty in all this. The first one is you start to relearn your body again. Like you, you've, you, it almost exposes, um, all your weak points because what was strong is going to stay strong and what's weak just got weaker during that time off. So now you, you get to relearn all your weak points again and focus on them when you, when you start back up. Um, also the second part is, you know, you can get back to that place that you were before we shut down. Like, you know, physically your body can do it. You can do it. Your mind can do it. So, you know, there. I think there's a little bit of beauty in, in restarting and being smart about restarting. I agree. Yeah. I I think that, that, you know, one of those, um, one of those, one of those unexpected benefits and maybe some of this downtime is people who were pushing themselves too much Mm -hmm. might have gotten the downtime needed to let things like shoulders or hips kind of heal a little bit so that they can come back and be that much stronger. Um, There's no doubt about that. I had, I had some really, really bad tennis elbow for the last Mm -hmm. year and I, I I just couldn't, I couldn't shake it off because I kept on working out and now it's totally gone. (laughs) Yeah. So totally. It's amazing. What a little time off. We'll get you. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, let let's see. We we've, we've been going a good. Uh, gosh, we hit an hour already. Uh, time time flies when you're having fun. Um. So what what's next? What's kind of? I know there's a lot of things up in the air with several things that you have going on. But from the things that you do that you do know as far as next steps, what what are you thinking right now? What 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 can what can we expect from Cody? Well, um, one from what we were talking about earlier with NACA that I am kind of in the works of figuring out a, a, a good plan that we can get everybody involved in uh, without having to travel. Uh, so that's, that's definitely one that tops the list. Uh, the second one is I have been working on uh, you, you hear me harp about balance and uh, I've been working on, I haven't officially said this is going to be the name, but something like balance, uh, balance RX, um, which is, kind of like 75 hard, but, um, I'm tweaking a few things and the direction is more about, um, lifetime, you know, and really finding everything that works for yourself. So I've been working hard on, on this new little program that I want to put out there for people to follow. Uh, and then, you know, keep doing my thing as far as going out and talking about keto. Uh, you know, I speak at different events, um, you know, whether if it's about, keto and living the ketogenic lifestyle and carnivore lifestyle or uh the whole mindset going in going and talking to different companies and or different teams and and uh you know just helping them you know work through ways to uh get through your day-to-day tactics the best way you can and tackle everything uh with efficiency and and have some drive and have some fun at the same time so that's kind of where i'm at with everything you know getting the now the gym's up and running, so we hopefully uh, we won't have a, a second uh, quarantine. So you know, uh, yeah, hopefully that that just it, we're in a good place there. I hope. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we we were talking earlier. You're still doing your podcast, and you're kind of trying mm-hmm. to do some live streaming stuff. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what you're trying to do with that, and and, and how that's going. Yeah, you know, I I have a podcast called the MF Fitness Podcast. Uh it's formerly known the the Myler Flex Podcast. Uh I was with uh, uh this network and then this network shut down in October. So all those podcasts that I did a year prior, mm-hmm. they they get to own all that. So 
if you go look up the MF Fitness podcast, it looks like I've only got like uh, 10 or so episodes when I've got, you know, about 80. Uh, but yeah, you know, the MF Fitness podcast is, it's, it's about everything fitness. I also uh, am really big about um, knocking down the barriers between competition. So I bring other uh, trainers that are, that would typically be my competition here in Dallas. And I invite them on my show and I, I uh, promote them and, and I talk to them about their, philosophies and you know what uh what or business philosophies as well um you know tomorrow uh i think we're actually going to have she wrote me a little bit ago uh stephanie foster that she uh, goes by foster health uh she is going to get on the podcast tomorrow we're talking about the um the uh the effects that exercise has or what the benefits of exercise has on mental health and so that's going to be one of the topics tomorrow that, that we're going to tackle. Um, can I, th- th- yeah, can I, I throw a question to you for that for tomorrow? Yeah, Just absolutely. I'll write that, it down. Because I, um, this is something that I've asked before in this podcast to different people, and I, I'm curious what you guys say. I am not one of those people who gets that charge from working out. You know, mm-hmm. I've never, I, there's you, whatever you want to call it, that runner's high or whatever. I've never gotten that. And is there a reason why certain people do and certain people don't? Okay. I'm writing that down. I'm not going to answer it now. Uh, we'll, okay. We'll no, that's, that's a good tease for you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and that's also the other thing I do with, do with my podcast, which makes it very challenging sometimes is I, I'm, I do it live, like, like radio. Um, you know, it, it, when I use an app called uh, Spreaker, and so when I say I'm going, you know, when I'm recording, it's actually going live out there. And then now I have uh, intertwined it where I'm using uh, StreamYard. And so now I'm also streaming the video to YouTube, to Facebook, and now I've got all these things. I'm uh, I'm still working all the kinks out on. I think this week's episode is going to be pretty good. I think I've got everything worked out. Where, <laughs> but you know, sometimes uh, you know, I I don't edit the stuff out. So hopefully, um, you know, everything goes well. But yeah, that's that's been one of the difficulties of of the podcast I do because I do it live because I just I don't have time to to edit it. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that's what that was good enough. Push it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, speaking as the editor, I totally understand that sometimes <laughs> it, it, I wish that I could. I, I'm I'm OCD enough that and, and perfectionist enough. I just can't. I can't push it cold like that. But I yeah. want to do it sometimes because I'm like, oh, I just don't have the time. Um, yeah, I get you. Well, that's great. Let's go ahead and review. Uh, it, well, let me ask the other guys. Any other questions that, that we might need to cover? No, I think we did a we did quite a good chunk of it. Plus, we got to leave some for next time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you go. Always, always got to have a little bit of something for next time. Okay, so how can people connect with you, Cody? Um, uh, social media websites, uh, the, your gym, because we've got people in the Dallas area. Uh, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, as far as gym goes, nextrepfitness.com, NXT, uh, Rep Fitness. So that's, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all all the outlets there. Uh, If you're really interested in more just keto and keto coaching and and tips and tricks and all that good stuff, uh, at Fit Keto Cowboy on Instagram, uh, also on um, uh, Facebook, and then also TikTok now. And then for my podcast, MF Fitness Podcast, and for um, my sports, uh, I want athletics at I want athletics on Instagram. Um, and then I also have my regular, uh, Myler flex where that's the, the people that, that aren't keto, uh, and more of my athletes and stuff that, that I have. I, I kind of have them on Myler flex. Uh, so that's at underscore Myler flex on Instagram. Very cool. 
We've got a new outro and uh, that, that I developed last week for the uh, podcast that went out last week. And so that has information on how you can connect with all, uh, all of us. But uh, the, the main idea on that is is go to our website, theketomansclub.com. If you get the chance, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because uh, that will just help people get the uh, get it in the 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 system a little bit better and any support that, that you can give is, um, is very much appreciated if you, um, and, and I say this in the recorded outro, but it's, it bears repeating. If you, you think that this uh, discussion was valuable, uh, and to, and, and would be valuable to someone else, uh, try to share it with them because that, that goes a long way. We've, uh, had a lot of organic growth, uh, by word of mouth and, uh, and that that's really the best uh, thing that, that that we can ask for, uh, and and so we humbly ask that that if you found value in this, uh, share it with someone else that fi- might find it valuable as well. Well, uh, that's it for now. Uh, unless there's any, you know, speak now or forever, hold your peace. Well, that's it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> hey, you, you had your, your you had your chance. Uh, that's it for this week. Until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.